You're listening to The Fully Occupied Show, presented by Occupier. Hey everyone, Matt from Occupier here. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome back to another episode of the Fully Occupied Podcast. If you enjoy the show, make sure you subscribe on your favorite listening platform or just shoot us a note at marketing at occupier.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts on future guests, topics you'd like to hear about, ask us any questions you have, or just say hi. Enjoy the show. Hey Lauren, welcome to the Fully Occupied Show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And welcome to Occupier. We are obviously thrilled to have you on the team. Yes, I am equally as thrilled to finally be at Occupier. Uh, and we will get to the part about how we first met you um, <laughs> later on, uh, which is an awesome story. But it would be great if we could hear a little bit about your background, your career in public accounting, how you got to where you are today. Yes, my journey to Occupier. So I started my career in the PwC audit practice, and I worked on a range of clients in different industries at different maturity levels. And I found my most enriching client experience was with early stage clients going through their high growth periods. So I was able to provide the most value to finance and accounting teams at that stage because I could help build their processes as they were helping, as they were building them. So you know, from that experience, I knew I would eventually want to go work at a startup. So I left PwC as a manager to go to a consulting firm where I assisted clients with their most challenging technical accounting matters and also performed staff augmentation work. And this was pivotal to me to help transition from being an outsider to working side by side with finance teams. So learning more about the actual financial operations, like how companies actually close their book books, you know, instead of reading out of the accounting textbooks, how you're actually applying that knowledge in the real world. So, you know, recently I was a head of all corporate accounting at a high growth consumer products company, and I was responsible for their P&L for all retail locations, including managing their entire equipment and retail lease portfolio. So when I joined the company, they were growing rapidly like doubling the number of retail locations across the country in a very short period of time, like six months. And we we were experiencing the classic lease admin struggles, like storing our lease information, you know, like every other occupier client that we've talked to, organizing all of the lease admin in one location. Like um, we had G sheets, we had offline spreadsheets, we had emails, we had Slack. It was pure and absolute chaos. And then we had a major communication lag between the real estate team and the accounting team. So, you know, we were paying duplicate rents. We were not paying rent at all because we didn't know when we had moved in, when we had moved out. And on top of all of that information, we needed to transition from a cash basis of accounting to gap. So really this was the perfect storm of, process challenges, but also accounting challenges and helping navigate through that experience. And so firsthand, I learned of the finance team's challenges and gained a tremendous appreciation for what occupiers customers need from a lease accounting software and, you know, kind of the timeline of lease implementations. Yeah. And while you were in that role, 
which was interesting <laughs> is we we were kind of in the um, early stages of growth as a company. And as I recall, we had kind of made it pretty far along um, the process with your real estate team on implementing Occupier for lease administration and transaction management. And I think we were all kind of like really excited about closing a deal with you guys and starting to work with you. And, and then in walks the director of finance, Lauren, who had a different opinion on um, what the, what the most burning problem was. And, you know, just to get cut to the chase, like we, we basically lost the deal to you guys because we, we at that time, you know, weren't solving for the transition to ASC 842. So could you talk a little bit about why that was like so important to you guys at the time? And then a little bit about your process for like evaluating tools out there um, that could help solve that problem. Yes. So luckily there are no hard feelings about that. (laughs) You know, that was, that was years ago at this point in time. And so, you know, when I walked in, it was very clear to me the status of the lease administration, right? We had information in all of these different spreadsheets. We had, you know, communication flow problems. And so I knew that we needed to have one source of truth that the entire organization could use and leverage instead of, you know, my biggest fear with introducing Occupier was that Occupier, you know, like you said, hadn't made the move to having a full, fully functional lease accounting software product. And so the occupier would be used by the real estate team to manage their deals and helping with, you know, closures and openings and stuff like that. But then we would still need another system to record all of the accounting for those leases. So then we would have two sources of truth, right? And I absolutely at all costs wanted to avoid that because you know, we would still be living in, in two different worlds, right? And I wanted to have a seamless collaboration of, of everyone at, at the org. Yeah. So fast forward to today, where with an occupier, you, we, we now have a single source of truth for the entire life cycle of a lease from the deal management all the way through the lease admin and, and the accounting um, for those leases. So from a segue perspective here, you also work here now. So what made you, what made you, what made you join our team? Yeah. So first and foremost, the team itself, I was fortunate enough to work with everyone before joining full time. And I think it was one of those things where, you know, Andrew had said, Hey, uh, do you want to see how far we've come in a year and a half uh, after you broke our hearts within three days of joining my prior company? (laughs) You want to see how far we've come? And it was truly remarkable and it became very evident early on that everyone's main focus was building the best in class software and doing so with a complete willingness to listen to customers and to adapt to their needs. And the second thing, as I explained my lease accounting experience, I understand the customer's troubles because I've lived through them firsthand. And so I'm able to make an immediate impact to help build that best product for not only accounts, but really everyone in that lease life cycle. Yep. And, you know, it's just very exciting to join a team and have that uh, level of impact. Yeah. And hopefully like the, uh, the idea of how we differentiate from some existing and legacy solutions out there was, was part of the, the, the cell that brought you in too, because where you've been super insightful for us is 
looking at it from the lease accounting perspective, but also kind of how that, what the implications are for earlier stages of, of a real estate life cycle. Um, so, you know, when do you start looking for new locations? When do you start um, kind of budgeting and modeling out for typical rental costs and harnessing the data that's going to be used in the accounting function like as early as possible. And then also connecting all of the business stakeholders. So it's what you mentioned before about your previous role, you know, the real estate team barely ever talked to the finance team. And then it wasn't until there was a fire burning that it was like, Oh, we actually need to work together now. (laughs) Hey guys. Oh, it appears that we forgot to pay rent this month. Can you guys fix that? Oh wait, we moved in already. Right. (laughs) Like having to sort of situations is that you want to avoid, right? Yeah, exactly. So you went through an evaluation process of not only occupier, but, you know, other solutions that um, we're providing the lease accounting functionality, like what, you know, what do you see as the differentiators here today between what we're doing at Occupier and what some of the other systems and tools that you've used in the past are? Yeah. So what I love most about Occupier is that I think it has a superior product suite that there's three products specifically tailored for each user's role in the lease transaction. So from site selection to contract execution, you know, the needs of those systems are completely different than what an accountant needs to record leases in the financial statements, right? And having all of that within one system creates a seamless uh, collaboration between departments because there are different handoffs of information from one department to the next based on that lease life cycle. So, you know, if you have executed a contract, you know, the accounting team is going to be notified real time that this contract has been executed. Here are the things that the accountant team needs to review as of that point in time. Or if there's a lease modification, here are the things that have changed and here are the steps to remeasure that lease liability. So, you know, no longer is the accountant the last person to know. They are in the know with this effortless uh, handoff between every department. Yep. So kind of transitioning into like solely a conversation about lease accounting, we have a deadline looming, at least for for ASC 842. (laughs) Give us your advice on companies for, for when they're starting their 842 implementation process. Yes. So even though there has been an extension for companies to implement 842, I still think that companies should start early. You know, use your best guess for how long this implementation will take and then probably double it because a lot of 842 is an information gathering exercise. And depending on your status of the company and where your leases, like how that processes are flowing right now, you may not have all of the information readily available to implement 842. So you you wanna make sure that you're starting that process early. And then the second thing is develop a basic understanding of 842 and how it may impact your business. So having that fundamental understanding will allow you to understand what information you may need, what processes may need to change, who needs to be involved, so that when you designate a committee to drive the 842 implementation process, you know what people should be involved in that. And one good hint is that you know it's probably going to be involving people outside of the finance team, like the real estate team, legal team, IT team. All of those key players will need to be involved to ensure that the 842 implementation process is successful. And then also you wanna evaluate your resources 
do you have enough internal resources to really take on this task of an A42 implementation? Or do you need to hire additional FTE or external consultants? And when I'm thinking through this question, it's saying, does my company have the time and or expertise to complete this transition? You know, A42 is a pretty complex uh, standard and not everyone has a lease accounting expert on their team. So maybe it makes sense to leverage external consultants or maybe it makes sense to hire an FTE for this. But another factor will be software. Will you be utilizing software for this implementation? If so, what are the must-haves when you're evaluating software providers? And I think what's really important is to not just be thinking of the 842 implementation, but also life after that. You want to make sure that you're building processes that are sustainable, not just for this kind of big event of the 842 implementation, but also for every single close after that. So every single item that impacts leases from that moment forward, if you have modifications, if you have terminations, new leases, you know, building that process that will ensure that you can efficiently close the books every single period thereafter. Right. So there's the, there's the transition period and in, in all of the, you know, heavy lifting in terms of kind of like gathering resources and then determining like what is the actual kind of time commitment and, and human capital commitment that's needed in order to kind of get this thing up and running. But then there's also the like, okay, like how are we going to continue to do this in the future so that we remain in compliance and that we're like, right. we're, we're doing it as efficiently as possible. So like when, mm-hmm. when somebody's, when a company's then set up, like what are the risks to the business that you are mitigating through like through adopting this standard um, in, in, in an efficient way? Like, can you talk a little bit about like the pitfalls that a company could fall into if they're not doing this right? Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're not doing the implementation, right. So I think it could be a huge drain on resources, not only cost, but time. So if we're not thinking about the future of the finance org and how the 842 uh, post-life works, you know, we may be spending a lot more money in, on you know, making sure that we're fixing problems that happened in the past or we're trying to like, stabilize after all of these problems happened. And so if we're not thinking through life after the implementation, we may be uh, creating some undue burden on the team, right? Yep. And so from a, from an audit perspective, can you talk a little bit about the risk to not like not being in compliance by this date? Like, are you subject to fines? Are you subject to like increased audit expenses? Like what, what are the kind of most draconian um <laughs> outcomes of just like ignoring this because i i think you right. you already know based on like your short short time here all the customers that we're talking to there's a large percentage of them that aren't even aware of this and like right. the worst thing would be for them to find out like after the fact when they're getting audited or something so like how, like what are they yeah. what are they really avoiding here right no that's a great question so you know i don't <laughs> I don't think they'll have huge fines or serve jail terms or anything like that, but <laughs> maybe, I don't know, an eye for an eye. <laughs> uh, goodness. But so one of the things that they're avoided by getting ahead of this is that one, their audit could be a much more smooth process instead of 
uh, you can have a more proactive approach than a reactive. So a reactive would look like, okay, so the auditors come in, they say, oh yeah, this new standard, it looks like you're not adhering to it and you have to fix it now within a month so that we can complete our audit uh, in adherence with the timelines that we've established. So to now close the gap, you have to implement 842 within a month. Okay, so that's gonna take a major lift of external resources to, to do that in addition to all of the audit work that you already have to do. Uh, but then it's also going to cost the auditing firm a lot more time and resources to help you navigate that. So they're probably going to charge additional fees. And so it's going to be an immense time pressure, but also a cost pressure if we're not ahead of this yeah. curve. If, um, if I'm a company that has like 50 leases and I have a real estate team, but I don't even know that this is a problem, like when am I going to find out about it? Hey, probably when you go through your first audit, if you're not a part of these, uh, any sort of quarterly webcasts for uh, different accounting publications or the big four, you know, this has been circulating around for a while, but, you know, sometimes you forget that this is happening and it's happening next year for private companies. And so you, you kind of have to push it back into the forefront of the organization to make sure that you're not, you're not at a risk for kind of what we just talked about. Yeah. Cool. Um, so talk a little bit about like the resources for our audience that we provide at Occupier um, that are available to companies um, that are looking to implement and, 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 you know, try to solve this problem before the deadline. Yeah. So, you know, we've spent a lot of time creating an accounting guidance section to help clients navigate ASC 842. And if they have no idea where to start, it'll help guide them through each process of the lease accounting lifecycle from contract inception. So the steps to identify if a lease actually exists to lease commencement, which is when companies should be recognizing their initial right of use asset and lease liability to those subsequent measurement items like modifications or terminations, full and partial terminations, lease impairments, things like that. And so it's a great resource that you can leverage when you're trying to determine and create that foundational uh, ASC 842 knowledge base. Cool. And talk a little bit about uh office hours with Lauren Covell, CPA. Uh, yes, I am so excited for the office hours concept. You know, kind of going back to college, right, when you had office hours for a professor and you just had these burning questions that you had no idea kind of where to turn to or where to go. So I'm excited to be offering office hours for any accountant to just come and talk to me, ask me any of their questions related to lease accounting, because sometimes it's just nice to talk to someone and bounce your questions off of that has been through the same process that you're embarking on. And I can help navigate the standard with you and provide feedback on your implementation plan or you know, just be that sounding board for you. Yeah. So for our, our, our accounting listeners, um, keep, <laughs> keep an eye out for... Um, a link to uh, Lauren's office hours. Um, and then also we're going to have a couple of follow-up um, episodes to this podcast that dive a little bit deeper into some of the more technical aspects of, of lease accounting of A42 and implementation. Um, 
So more to come on this topic for sure. But Lauren, thanks so much for joining. Um, it's great to give an audience, give our audience an opportunity to meet you. And we're super excited to have you in the fold and uh, kind of carry the torch forward for Occupier Lease Accounting. Thank you. I'm so excited for the future of Occupier and future Occupier podcasts. Yeah, we're going to make you a star. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Lauren. Thank you. Bye.